Hell, hell, hell. Today is Thursday the 5th of July 2018, and 724 years ago today, nine weary stubborn men met yet again in a concave as they had been over the last 18 months. There had been 12 of them when the reigning pope had died in 1292, but even this tiny, sacred college had suffered further depletions during the long debate. The old dean of the college had died, another cardinal now lay grievously sick, and on this July morning, a third was mourning his brother's death. You're listening to episode 1813 of PermanentlyMoved.online, and this is the abridged story of Pope Celestine V, the man who Dante placed just outside the gates of hell, the man who made the great refusal. The concave was taking place not in Rome, but in Perugia, for Rome was in the grip of a plague. The Roman cardinals were aware that their power was rooted in the city, and had remained, excepting the heat and the stench of that Roman summer, for the sake of the political advantage. But it was all too much, and the Roman cardinals gave way at length, and in October 2093 had joined their colleagues in Perugia, where for the next nine months they had endlessly debated the election of the new pope. And of course, because this is holy Roman history, there were two great families that were divided and at war during the meeting, the Colonona and the Orsini. The last pope had been an Orsini, and the neutrals, wary of taking a side in case of loss of political advantage after the next pope's election, were also playing hardball. The times were evil. The Saccharins had retaken Acre and Tripoli, then the kings of France and England were plunged into a war that threatened the unity of Christendom. The nations of Europe might consider the chair of Peter to be raised above nations, but the cardinals saw it for what it was the supreme prize for a Roman family. But it was on a heavy, hot July day like today that a letter arrived from a holy Roman hermit. I can imagine that Benedict Gattini looked up with a smile and said, I suppose this is one of your Peter of Morone's visions. And it was. It was an urgent letter from the holy hermit for telling divine vengeance upon them all if a pope were not elected soon. Now Peter of Morone was a holy man who hung his cowl upon the sunbeam and whose hours of devotions were marked by the tolling of a supernatural bell. He closely resembled a fanatical anchorite. With a near fanatical devotion to poverty and simplicity, he lived a thousand feet in the air on the edge of Mount Morone. The cardinals discussed, jokingly, laughing, this mad old man on the edge of a mountain. And suddenly, Cardinal Malacabra stood up and said, In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, I elect the brother, Peter of Morone. It seemed like a fantastical idea, almost miraculous. But in the past, that guidance had manifested itself in similar ways. Five cardinals immediately assented. And so an old hermit of 80, who lived in a cave, was elected by the same spirit he had dedicated his life to, the Holy Ghost. He didn't know it yet but he was the new pope. Usually, the new pope would be waiting outside the room, anxiously waiting to find out if they had been elected, but not Peter. And of course, travelling, the wearisome journey to the desolate mountain range where Peter had his cell was below the princes of the church. It took the party five days to make the journey, and it arrived to find the others ahead of it. Charles, king of Naples, had already been informed about the election of the new pope. So the papal and royal parties, mutually suspicious, began the ascent of the mountain to Peter's cell. Peter's cave was set on a narrow plateau with a sheer drop upon either side, and the party were forced to crowd. News of the approaching cortege filled Peter, not with much of dismay, but outright terror, and he had attempted to fly yet again to one of his remoter refuges. When the party arrived, what they saw was an old man with his eyelids swollen by tears, his face emaciated, and he barely seemed to understand what was being asked of him. He threw himself upon the ground, prayed, rose, and with infinite reluctance, accepted. He refused to go to Rome and went with the king of Naples, and where, 
In the castle, he built himself a wooden hermit hut inside one of the palace rooms. The coronation took place in Aquila on August the 29th, when Peter of Moroni took the name Celestine. And of course, being a Benedictine, Celestine had no conception of the value of the rich gifts he could now dispense, and was bewildered by the hunger for benefices. If people are in need, so they shall receive, granting them casually at request. But as you can imagine, this was abused immensely, whilst the courtiers around him ate and banqueted at his expense. Celestine, a lifelong ascetic, was not so much offended by the display of luxury around him, but as puzzled by it, he is pictured wandering from room to room of the castle, pining for the open air of the mountain, munching on dry loaf, and drinking water. It was quite clear that he had absolutely no idea what he was doing, and in a little over a month, Celestine had reduced the bureaucracy of the church to chaos with his casual gifts, and apparently even appointed a cardinal, quite casually, after dinner. After 15 weeks of this, resigned. It was left to Dante to pin a badge of shame on the broken man. He put Celestine not in hell, but in its dismal approaches, wandering with those who had neither been friends nor enemies of God.